0: Welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly, the acronym is NFW, it can stand for anything you want. Normal face world, Nike Frank, well, Narnia feels wonderful. Nell will fail. That was what the studio said when the movie Nell came out, but Jodie Foster proved them wrong. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm your host. I'm the host of this podcast. Thank you for listening. Always appreciated. Feel free to tell a friend if you enjoy the podcast. That's all I ask. That and so much more. Feeling pretty good feeling pretty good sipping sipping that tea not sipping lean. Not my style. I'm a very sedate boy these days. I go to I go to groups. I go to therapists I go to psychiatrists. I read about ADHD. I party a few times a month. I think about Noel Coward. You guys ever listen to Noel Coward? That's how much of an old guy I am at heart. I'm like, oh, just a night in the living room listening to the songs of Noel Coward would just be delightful. Meanwhile, right now there's a 38-year-old, you know, DJing until 9 a.m. in the morning. But not this 38-year-old. Not this year, at least. Who knows? Things can change. Like I said yesterday, I sleep in so much. And, uh... Really, my hours right now are fine if I were a late night DJ. The question is, what would happen if I were DJing late at night? Somebody would say, hey, man, I got ketamine. And I'd say, well, I'm sad and I don't know why, so let me try it. Next thing you know, I'm in a K-hole with no one around me. And my poor mother sees me at 3 in the afternoon lying in my bed Screaming at the cat. That's not a good life. If you have any questions or comments, please write. Flan... Don't... If you have any questions or pod... If you have any questions or comments for the podcast, please write weeklypodcast at gmail.com. W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. This is still a fresh podcast four days a week. I can use your feedback and your ideas and I will incorporate them. I've already got some fun ideas going on. I'm thinking next week, I might try to get a theme song going. We'll see if I can work that out. Definitely an outro. Intros and outros coming your way. I'll keep working on the audio. What can I say? Yesterday was the holiday in Canada. You know what that means? No mail. No cis white mail. But no mail of any other kind. It doesn't arrive on a holiday. That's a fact we'll never be able to get around in life. The mail don't come if it's a special day. Not even not even from Santa himself on Christmas does the mail arrive. Sure would be convenient if Santa was also a postal deliverer. He'd bring you mail on Christmas Eve and day. Even on Christmas Day. I had a great talk with Dina um, Jackson, host of the Ego podcast, Uh, yesterday. It was not a televised or taped talk. It was just a get-together at my favorite coffee shop, Russell & Still on Bloor Street. And uh, we just talked about lots of things. Talked a lot about trauma, where it exists in the body, how we hold it. I'll give you a hint. We don't hold it in our hands like a bag of money. We hold it as tension, apparently. And uh, now it kind of blends in well with what I wanted to talk about today, which was uh, Twitter user Flangeline, who is a nice supporter of this podcast. Thank you, Flangeline, for all the help and support. Kind words. Same to you, Claire. I have some people who are very... Uh, kind about it, and I appreciate that. She asked about lucid dreaming, and if I've ever done that. I don't know, that's really hard to say. I've certainly never uh, done what I've heard one is supposed to do, which is write the intent of your dreams, and then dream those dreams. But I have had a lot of dreams where, for whatever reason, possibly because I play video games so much, um, it felt like I had control over the dreams. Um... In fact, last night I had a dream like that where I, <laughs> I saw like a movie with Bruce Willis and I posted an in-joke that sounded insulting on Reddit. I had a dream with Reddit yesterday about Bruce Willis. And when I looked up, he was actually sitting across from me and said, Hey man, what the hell? Why, why do you have to tweet something negative? Write something negative about me. And we started having a conversation. I explained that it wasn't um, meant to be negative. And we wound up partying and he was uh, quite a handful. Look, I mean, I'm stopping it short because uh, nobody wants to hear a dream described in depth unless you're Sigmund Freud. But there were moments in the dream where I felt like I was making choices. Just was going to hit up Wikipedia. Uh, the epistemological basis for the research of lucid dreams proposing seven different conditions of clarity that a dream must fulfill in order to be defined as a lucid dream awareness of the dream state I think I had that awareness of the capacity to make decisions had that too awareness of memory functions yes awareness of self confusing awareness of the dream environment I think I had that awareness of the meaning of the dream that I don't have Awareness of concentration and focus, the subjective clarity of that state. I don't know, why don't you just tell me what your lucid dreams are like, and I'll let you know if mine ever reached that status, because this definition does not really tell me whether I was in control of Bruce Willis yesterday. Gets the sense with this definition I wasn't. I will say what's interested me a great deal, I was actually talking I was actually talking about it with Dina um, earlier today. And I may have brought this up on an earlier podcast, but I've actually currently been seeing a psychiatrist uh, who spoke at a group I'm in about uh, dreaming and that dreaming is... uh, It was actually a neurological expert who, who who came with the psychiatrist who brought this up, but that dreaming is the processing of traumas big and small. For instance, if you get in a fight, as I do, with motorists at times, you would go home and if you got a good night's sleep, you'd actually have an easier time accepting what happened and not dwelling on it because you slept and you dreamt something, even if it was something that seemingly didn't have to do with the altercation. Like you dreamt of yourself telling a um, filthy monster that they're a bad driver. What it really would be would be you telling a person they were a bad driver. I don't know what it would be getting through. but And that if you don't get enough sleep, if you get interrupted sleep, if you have, say, sleep apnea, and you also uh, have had periods of insomnia, it's almost like your trauma that you haven't processed is adding up, so there's a cue, and it may be contributing to stress, depression, lack of focus. Who can say... I thought that was just an interesting thing. Whether or not it's true, I, I couldn't say. But I've definitely been fighting to get a good night's sleep. And that's why um, sometimes I sleep until 12 if I fall asleep at four, because I'd rather get a good night's sleep than wake up to face the morning without any hope because I didn't sleep. Which I I mean, that was a lot of the time in my 20s. As I'm sure I'm not alone in that. But as everyone tells me as I age, I'm old now. So getting sick takes longer to recover. You need more sleep, which I thought old people weren't supposed to get, you know, sleep. I'm not that old. Also mentally, eternal child. That's not going away. So that's the story of Lucid Dreaming. I'm not sure if I do it. But um, I think Duncan Trussell on his podcast has talked about it a little bit. And I want to take a second to say, you know, Duncan's podcast is a very big uh, inspiration for this podcast. I just really like the directions he goes in conversationally, that he brings people back, and there's an informal thing, and I love the effort he puts into his um, intros and even his ads. So, shout out to you, Duncan Trussell. Thank you for letting me feature for you many years ago. Cheers, Duncan. 55% of a pooled sample of 24,282 people claim to have experienced lucid dreams at least once or more in their lifetime. I'll tell you one dream I had that's really kept me going over the years. And this is a short dream, so it won't get too dull in the description. I dreamed that I was holding a baby. And it was the purest moment probably I've ever experienced, even though it was in a dream. And there was knowledge I had internally in my soul of heart heart and soul, that the baby was me. That I was holding myself as a baby. And it's this strange vision that I don't fully know the meaning of that has gotten me through many a moment. Does it mean I'm a narcissist? No. Does it mean I'm a narc? No. Does it mean I'm afraid of babies? Hell no! means I love babies. I'm so sick of these racist, fascist people. (laughs) Doing a total conversational 180 here. Because I'm trying to jam in some discussion that I feel like I need to. I saw Jordan Peterson. Noted Canadian thinker. Opportunist. Guy who's lost the plot. He had his fan base turn on him the other day. Jordan Peterson tweeted something about how he thinks uh, if Kavanaugh gets in, which he did, to the Supreme Court, Brett Kavanaugh, the judge boy, uh, that uh, the, the Patrick Bateman of judges, Big fan of Huey Lewis in the news, Brett Kavanaugh. Jordan Peterson said that if he does win, he should withdraw because his presence on uh, the Supreme Court would provide ammo for the left. But it didn't matter that he had reasoning behind this. His fan base saw it as a complete betrayal, at least a portion of them. At least a portion of, like, Nazi types that he attracts and super hardline people which is a complete subsection of people nowadays are just immovable stubborn people who believe in ideologies over essentially compromising so we can continue as a society that works his fan base turned on him and i think that's so interesting and it's just I went on 4chan yesterday, I took a look at uh, what what the 4 chaners were saying about Jordan Peterson. They hate him, they always hated him. 4chan slash poll, which is basically like a version of the Reddit, subreddit called The Donald, which, these are very young people, most of them, who, uh, because they've been in a computer bubble, can have incredibly hateful views that they just egg on until they're completely, completely beyond far-right, probably beyond fascistic. Not very applicable to real life, but these guys don't really live in real life. They live on the Internet. These guys posted, like, some picture of Jordan Peterson's daughter. Uh, They called her names. They said that he was an agent of Judaism. And he thought... That his light Christian anti-quote SJW, our clapper trap, was going to turn these people. That he was the guy who was going to take the people who embraced Pepe the Frog and make them believe in something and clean their room. Well, guess what? If you have one opinion out of lockstep with those people, they freak out and lose it. So you can't win them over, JBP. So you've been, you're what is known as a useful idiot and you're almost done serving your purpose to these people. And it's just infuriating for me to see so many people like that in Canada. I talked last week about Jewish people supporting people who are very clearly anti-Semitic. Drives me nuts. Um, For instance, Sue Anne Levy supporting Faith Goldie I also love uh Nazi types, anti-Semite types. Far right people, their favorite thing to do is to like find a sitting politician and without explaining who they are, take a photo with them. And then the like there's a picture of Rob Ford, the former mayor of Toronto, R.I.P. With this <laughs> picture. He's with a guy who like Basically has like a Hitler mustache and looks like he's wearing, he's basically, he's wearing a Serbian guard uniform, which were the fascist Serbians in the second world war. And he just posed for a picture with this guy. This guy was the singer in a a Nazi band called Rahoa, by the way, racial holy war. And uh, Rob Ford just took a picture with him. (laughs) Doug Ford's done the same type of thing. The right thing to do would be to uh, denounce these people as soon as you're, you discover that uh, they don't, that, that that they took a picture with you and are using it to seem legit at all. But not everybody does that. <laughs> Probably because Trump thinks there's bad people on both sides, 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 on both sides. My favorite YouTubers are the people uh, who truly debunk the so-called intellectual dark web. And I'm not really talking about the people who are sort of emotion driven, which I, I kind of view Chapo Trap House to be so close to comedy that when they make fun of that stuff, it sort of detaches from fact sometimes and goes into like fun hyperbole. Same with even the majority report with Sam Cedar, which they really focus on those guys. Their takedowns are often funny, but sometimes a little lacking in uh, point by point picking apart, which I think is the way to truly refute that. And if you want to hear people who really lay a lot of those people, the the argument of people like Ben Shapiro or, or even Dave Rubin to rest. Uh, check out the YouTubers and Jordan Peterson for that matter. Check out ContraPoints—that's the best person to start with. ContraPoints, Natalie Wynn is just awesome. So check out ContraPoints. And I've been watching videos by this German guy named Three Arrows, and and those are really good too. Um, and Black Goat Six Six Six, which is a local Canadian guy who who did a really good takedown of, of Jordan Peterson. Anyway, I've got to go. That's my concern right now. I know the climate is gonna wipe away the culture war and when we melt, no one's gonna care about normies versus uh, alt-right or whatever, but for now, uh, this is my concern. I promise to be funny soon, soon enough. Come see me this Sunday at the Transact with AL Sr. and Kurt Newman. Former guests on the podcast. Feel free to check out my album "White Privilege" at nickflanagan.bandcamp.com. Look up this podcast name. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. You've been listening to Nick Flanagan Weekly. Tell a friend.